0: and we'll get uh, started there. You know, we've been talking over the, uh, for the past several years about relationship with the Father and uh, hearing His voice. But I want to talk to you about what will really affect your hearing and hearing His voice is how a believer thinks and that's the title of t- today's message, How a Believer Thinks. It's very important because your thinking affects your, your hearing, how you hear from him. And it's important because you need to hear from heaven. You need to hear from the Father. And one of the ways the Word of God, you read the Word of God, God's speaking to you. All right? I know, I know we, we hear with an audible voice. We hear with an inner voice. But we also hear, when you read the Bible, that's God speaking to you. If you see something in the Word, you have to pray about it and expect Him to, to confirm that. Amen? You just need to go ahead and do what the Word says to do. So if we look here in Job uh, 22, and really, uh, I'm going to read to you from the, the Amplified Version. Job 22 and verse 21, it says, Acquaint now yourself with Him. In other words, agree with God and show yourself to be conformed to His will and be at peace. And by that, you shall prosper and great good shall come to you. See, that's rich. Acquaint now yourself with God. In other words, that word acquaint, it means to agree with God. Agree with His Word. So see, you have to be in the Word, and in order to agree with it. If you're not, if you're not in the Word, you're not going to really agree with it. All right. You as you as you get to the Word and you read the Bible and at start you start meditating in that Word. To, and before we go too much longer here, I'm going to have a video for you. For Chris, you can set it up, but before you do. I, it's only about seven minutes long, and it really speaks about hearing God's voice. And I know you, you'll see it as we as it plays here. Pause it because I don't want I don't want it going. Um. Yeah. This story. It's ba- this story is. All right. So Chris, go ahead and start expand that and then raise the volume up so everybody can hear.
1: Lawsuit. We're way out in the Aleutian Islands, getting ready to leave and go back to Anchorage and then home. And I had a ticket in my pocket to get on an airplane. The pastor came up and he said, listen, I can save you money. I said, how's that? He said, I flew a small airplane up. And I fly a small airplane, and I can take you in my little airplane and you can save your ticket. And this did not sound, I said, gee, thank you so very, very much, but I've got this ticket. We'll just make our
0: way on home and this other lawyer with me. He said, no, 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 you got to do it. You got to do it. And against every better judgment I had, I said,
1: okay. Well, we went out to the airport, took us by his little plane. And I looked at it and I thought, well, one good thing is shiny. Then he walked around it. we got in. He's on the left front. I'm on the right front. The other lawyer's sitting right behind me. And he started up. And it started up just fine. Well, we taxied out. I said, should we pray? He said, yeah, that's a good idea. We normally don't. I said, well, this time we're good. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I prayed five, eight minutes. I prayed a long time. We went and got on the runway. He starts down the runway. The plane lifted off ever so gently, and we start climbing, and it's wonderful. Not a problem in the world. We started climbing, and we flew probably three, four minutes, and something happened that will never leave my mind. The pilot turned to me, and he said, we're going in the clouds, and I can't fly in clouds. They make me pass out. I said, clouds make you do what? Now, it's been cloudy all day. And we go right up into the clouds, and he can't see anything. And he looks at me, and his eyes roll back in his head. And he starts mumbling, and he passes out. Passed out Now so I grabbed him, and I shook him, and I said, come on, you've got to wake up so I can kill you. Now, we are in the clouds, flying along with no title. And my friend in the back seat said, we're dead, aren't we? I said, they're there. And I handed him the microphone, and I said, start asking for help. So he's in the back seat reaching up and he said, hello, hello. We didn't know any proper radio etiquette. All oh, we were saying was hello. And somebody answered back, hello, hello. Don't you guys know proper radio etiquette? And I said, get it. I said, him, we don't know nothing. Tell him we're in an airplane with a passed-out pilot and we don't know how to fly this plane. The guy said, I'm a freighter flying out of Anchorage on the way to Tokyo. And he said, You're telling me you have nobody who can fly that plane with you? I said, tell him that's correct. Now you've got to understand, I am sweating bullets. He said, the first thing I'm going to do is start circling so I don't lose you because I'll fly out of range of your radio and you won't have me anymore. And he said, I'm going to get Anchorage Emergency for you. And Anchorage Emergency will be the people that can maybe help you try to save your life. After about five minutes, Anchorage came on and said, we understand you have a passed out pilot. And those of you who do not know how to fly that plane, he said, that's right. They said, well, the first thing we've got to do is find you. Now, never forget what this man at Anchorage said, he said,
0: my job is to
1: get you home safe. He said, that's my job. But he said, here's the deal. If you want me to get you home safe, you've got to promise me you'll obey my voice. He said, you can't see me, but I can see you. And he said, if you're not going to obey my voice, you're going to die. When you can't see anything, you have no idea how disorientated you become. Finally, he said, okay, I found you. Now hear me clear. He said, you're four minutes from a mountain. He said you're going to crash in that mountain and die follow my voice i never said i have to follow your voice is that reasonable you see i understood without his voice i had nothing and do you understand without god's voice you have nothing nothing finally he got his turn and he said i'm freezing all the traffic in the area he said, it's going to take me an hour and a half to get you to Anchorage, and there's a lot of weather between you and Anchorage. You're in for a rough ride. And he said, I want you to hear me. I don't want you to look at what's going on outside. I don't want you to pay attention to the storm, just by voice. He said, if you start watching the storm, you will die. But I'll take you through it. Now, because they cleared all the traffic, several pilots, those nighttime freighters, those seven forty-seven, started talking to us. He said, we're praying for you, man. You're going to make it. But listen to the voice. That's the key. They said, trust the voice. You realize your head is full of voices. And everybody in this world wants to talk to you. And everybody wants to be the controlling voice. And God says, I want you to be a living sacrifice. I want you to put yourself on the altar and let my voice be you. Finally, we went through the worst of the weather, but there was still more, and then the voice came back and said, now, I'm gonna line you up. He said, I'm gonna bring you in, right down the runway, and at the foot of the runway are some lights, and they're in the form of a cross. He said, don't you forget this. The cross is the way home. Finally, he's bringing us down. We still can't see anything. And all he kept saying is, stay with me. My sheep, the Bible says, hear my voice, and they followed me. Finally, just a couple hundred feet off the ground, we saw a cross. I landed the plane. In fact, I landed it seven times. Finally, it all came to a stop, and the minute we stopped, the pilot woke up. The voice said, thanks for listening. I watch him crash and burn all the time because they won't follow my voice. Understand I'm the one who can see them even when they can't see me. But they get the voices in their head and they kill themselves. They self-destruct. Thanks for listening to the voice. Then they put us in a hotel room at about four in the morning to knock at my door and open the door, and a man was standing there. He said, Hello, oh, David, is your voice? You're the one who got me home. He said, I am. Do you understand one day you're going to stand before him and say, you were the voice. You're the voice that brought me home. If you're not on that altar as a living sacrifice, your head's full of voices. And then we wonder why kids crash and burn We wonder why marriages are shattered. And the Lord's saying, I'm the one who has the voice. All I can remember is that voice saying, stay with me. Stay with me. Don't listen to what's going on in your head and don't watch the storm. Stay with me.
0: Okay. With that being said, let's turn to Romans chapter twelve. Pretty powerful words, and really, it's of, Paul says, verse one: "I beseech you, brethren, living sacrifice, be acceptable unto God." which is your reasonable service, some of them say, which is, which is a form of worship. So the voice is important. And like he said in the video, there's many voices in our heads. Many voices, and they're designed by nature just to distract you from the voice of God. But Paul encourages us to, to present our bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable so, your body is no longer your body. As a Christian, um, your body's his body. You, you're, you're a living sacrifice. You're going to obey the voice. Even when what the voice tells you to do does not be, is not comfortable for you to do, you're going to do it because why? You're a living sacrifice. And then he says in verse 2 and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So your mind has to be transformed, n- not conformed. What, what happens with a lot of people, in the, and people in the world especially, is they're conformed to the world's way of thinking. Whatever the, whatever the news media says, whatever their, their friends say, that's what they do. That's what they're focused on. If their friends think that having a good time is, is just going out and partying all the time and uh, taking advantage of situations, well, that, see, that's what you'll be like you'll think that way too, because that's who you're hanging around with. But see, if you hang around with God, you're going to hear a different voice. You're going to hear His voice. And the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So see, how you think, all right, is very important. If you think on the and meditate on the Word of God, all right, if you're meditating on the, on the Word of God, you're going to start hearing God's voice because he's going to be speaking to you. But really, as you're meditating on that word, you are hearing his voice. You're hearing his voice because he's speaking to you right through his word. That's his voice. He's giving you direction. And as we heard the man say on the video, if you'll listen to my voice, I'll get you home safe. But if you don't, you're going to die. All right. And that's what Uh, it says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is at war against God. Alright, so if if you're listening to the other voices, Always remember, it's going to cost you, and it may cost you your very life at an early age or before your time. But if we listen to God's voice, He's going to make sure we get home and we're home safe. All right? And we're going to prosper. All right? I like one of the things here, if we, if we would, go to Philippians chapter 3. Paul says this, and this is important. In Philippians 3... Verse 13, he says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. All right, forgetting what's in the past, forgetting it, and moving on. Why? Because God's not working in the area of behind; He's working in the area of what's ahead. But if you're listening to the voice and the voice is constantly getting you to think about what's what was behind, you know, and we all have to write that, watch that, because we'll start reminiscing. You know, you start thinking about days gone by. You you start thinking about old songs, what you did, And, and not that that. Sin, but see, you've got to recognize the voice that's really speaking behind that. It's not God, all right. And Paul about forgetting the things in the Bible, they're going to hold you. they're going to stop you from moving into what God has for you, all right, and it wants to bring forth out of you. So if you're always and that's why that's why God that that's why Jesus said in Mark eleven. He said, when you, stand, when you stand praying, forgive. Because if you don't forgive others, my Father who is in heaven, will not; He cannot forgive you. That's how dangerous the past is. So people, a lot of times, you, you start remembering the past or what, some, how many times somebody did something to you. You know, I mean, my family can tell you if, if, if they ask me about something that happened in the past, I'll tell you, I don't remember it. Well, I forget it. It's in the past. I don't want to remember it. But if people make a big deal about remembering things in the past. They want to bring up your past. See, that's the wrong voice. That's not the voice of heaven. That's the voice, voice of the world, which ultimately, Satan is behind it. And so you keep listening to that voice, and what does it do? It's pulling you away. Paul said, no, this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are before, and reaching forth unto those things which are before. So Paul was saying, I'm looking forward. I'm watching what the Word of God says and what it says about me, what it says about people. All right, what about our future? Because see, God didn't just save you so that one day you get to go to heaven. He saved you so that you could be a living sacrifice to lead others and to minister to others so that they would receive eternal life too. And then they in turn could do the same thing. But see, you can't do that if you don't change how you think. Your thinking has a lot to do with your faith, whether you understand that or not, because we in the faith circles... We talk about faith, 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 faith. Well, we know faith comes by what? By hearing. Hearing by the word of God. And what's happened a lot of times is people have gotten so good and so practiced at the art of faith of what to say and what not to say. What they fail to do is change how they think. And that's what's tripping them up. Because if you don't change how you think, you can say the right things, but your faith won't work. It won't come to pass. It's seen to it happen. I've seen it happen in my life, where I, I, I do the right things to say, but the, the, the real problem was, I hadn't changed how I thought. And if you change how you think, guess what? It's gonna change how you act. It's gonna change how you treat people. It's gonna it's gonna change how you treat yourself. See, if you think of yourself as you're just a, a little low-down dirt bag that's just saved by grace, see perspective. You think that's humility, it's really pride. It's really pride. Because when you got born again, you became a new creation, a creation in God, a living sacrifice for him. You're you're not what you used to be, so you change how you think. You you got to change how you how you process things. Um, go to Proverbs. You know I've alluded to it, but it's important that you see it in the word that. I. You know, sometimes we just use scriptures and we speak them, and that's good. Well, I mean, we should, but it's important that you have your eyes on your Bible and you see it in the Word of God. Because something happens spiritually on the inside of you when you physically see it in the Word of God. Proverbs 23, verse 7, it says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Now, that is a spiritual law, and you can't change it. It doesn't matter whether you believe that or not. We could, find, we could go out on the street and find an unbeliever and, and tell them, the Bible says, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. And, he... and they could stand there and argue with you all day long. No, I'm not. I'm not how I think. See, they're getting mad and <laughs> upset, because they want to argue with you over what the, the Bible says, but it's a spiritual law. It has an effect. I mean, then there's people in the world that they're not Christians, but they think of themselves as good people and they, they treat other people good. All right? And, and that's a good thing. That doesn't make them bad people, right? They're good people, they're nice to others, they're helping others. They're not born again. But they're still they're good people, they're, and they're moving in that direction to to becoming. a call on their life, right? So, see, you can't even get you can't even get saved unless the Father calls you. That's what Jesus said. No one comes to the Father except He called them first. You have to you have to be called. Well, sometimes people, you know, it, we, and we know it's God's will to save everyone. But you know, there's some people in their heart and in their thinking, they're not thinking about God. God can call them in, but they just, they don't want anything to do with them. So he, God's, the Father's waiting. There's a time that he's gonna call them, he's gonna speak to them specifically to come into the kingdom. But you see, if if they haven't changed how they're thinking, they're, they have to make a change in their thinking to say you know I need they have to get to the point or the place in their life where they're willing to drop down on their knees or however they do it to say if there's a God in this world I need you now now God's move is moving on their on their behalf God will send people to him to, to to minister to him or to teach them or to show them the way or you know in some instances Jesus just shows up in their house and they give their lives to him that way. But see, what has to change first is you have got to change how you think. You got to, you as believers, you have to change how you see yourself. You can't see yourself the way you used to be. All right. If the Bible says this is who, you are, then by God, that's who you are, you, it's settled. You shouldn't sit there and argue with the Bible and say, "Well." Uh, I... I'm not healed. I'm sick. No, we just talked about that in Job. Agree with God, and you'll prosper. You'll get better. So start start agreeing with what God says in His Word. Because of what doing it's causing you and I to change how we think because what the Word of God says. And even though you might not agree with it, where you wherever you're at. Because there's people in the world, as they just get born again, they start seeing things in, 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 the, in the Bible, and, and they're because they haven't thought that way. They didn't, the, the places, they didn't do things that way. So there's a battle going on. And the battle, you know, God's going to win the battle. All right? And, and the way, what will happen is you, you have to get in agreement with him. They have to get into an agreement with him. Down? Oh, I'm. Well, I'm. I am well i i do not know what's going on. I guess it's something with the battery. We'll we'll check that out later on. Yeah, we're we're recording, so it'll be all right. Okay. Anyway, uh, as you think as you think in your heart, so is you. Go to Joshua chapter one. Back to some of the some of the old um, remember Gideon and uh, he had Gideon. Well, tell those that that are afraid that would rather go home to go on home, and, and some of the people they went on home. Then he, he whittles them down to where there's just a few thousand. And then he, then he says, have them, have, the, have them go into the water and drink. And watch how they drink. And those that, that drink with their, with their faces down into the water, send them home. Those that, that drink with their, with their faces and their, their eyes up, keep them. Well, after that, they got 300. What was God doing? The whole time, God was, ch- was taking those that they didn't think right and removing them from... Uh, from the scene, because God can only use people that think right. See, and there, there is an example. That's what it says in Hebrews. All this stuff that happened before were examples unto us. There, there, are examples unto unto you and I. So if we don't, if we don't change how we think, you can say all the faithful things you want, and it's not your faith's not going to move a mountain because if your thinking doesn't change, right? If you don't start thinking in accordance with the Word of God and die to yourself and realize that you are a living sacrifice, you no longer are your own body. You're owned by Him. See, that clears up a whole lot of things, especially with, when we talk about the abortion issue. For a Christian woman to say, well, it's my body, it's my choice. No, it's not, because it's not your body. When you got born again, you became a living sacrifice. You became the property of the living God. It's no longer yours. All right, so that argument doesn't hold water, really, if you're really a Christian, and you want to be a Christian. All right, but let's look here at Joshua chapter 1. Understand what Joshua has... Joshua and Caleb, remember, they were with the spies that went into the land. And Joshua and Caleb come back with what? A good report. The other spies came back and said, no, nah, we're just but grasshoppers in that land. There's giants in that land. We, we can't take it. Well, who told them that? Because God didn't tell them that. that it, they were thinking that. They were seeing this situation and they forgot what God had said through the prophet of God, <coughs> right? They forgot. So what happens is they come back with a bad report. We can't take it. So how does that affect everybody? It affects them all greatly because Joshua and Caleb's got to wait for all these people to die off now, right? So all the people have, that, that, that were part of that association have died off, and now they're young Young people have grown up and they're going to go into promised land. So God speaks to Joshua here in verse 8 and, he, and here's what he says. He says, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written. For, for then... You will make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. What's he talking about here? He's telling Joshua and Caleb, look, you better keep your focus on this word, what my word says, and do it. Because if, you th- if you're thinking right, you're going to have success. If you're thinking not right, even though f- you're saying the right things out of your mouth, you're not going to have good good success because you're not doing what the Word of God says. You're not listening to the voice. I liked one of the the video earlier, uh, some of the things that they brought, he he mentioned earlier about relationships and he talked about jobs and he talked about marriages. He said, if you're not listening, listening to the voice, you're going to have trouble in every single area of your life and you will. You will. I see it happen all the time. I see it happen with people I work with, and and, and a lot of the simple reason is they won't listen to the voice. They won't listen to what in his word or what he said, and and or what what he actually says to them. Because I've had I've had some of them tell me this is what God told me to do, and they do the opposite, and they wonder why they're frustrated. Well, the other, the other excuse, see, everything that's written in here, you have no excuse for not doing it. And, but, but not doing it is going to cause you not to be successful. Don't fool yourself and think that you can, you can go out and you can speak the Word of God out of your mouth and think things are going to change. And then you get frustrated because the things that you say don't change at all. Because why? You won't change how you think. You have to change how you think. Think about that. You you have to make a change. In order for faith to work, you can't look at what you see. Right? You can't. So automatically, you have to make a change in your thinking to say, okay, even though the doctor says, I have cancer in my body, I'm not going to look at that. I'm going to look at the Word of God and believe that His Word says that He sent, he sent His Son and He paid the price for my sins that, on that tree. He bore my sicknesses on that tree. That by His stripes I was healed. That the, that the Father said, He sent His Word and healed me. Right? Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not out all His benefits, who heals all my diseases. All of them. You know, when the doctors uh, uh, gave me a doctor of uh, melanoma cancer, and some nurses. That's the worst kind of cancer you can possibly get. Boy, if you turn up the volume on that one. Yeah, make sure he hears that real nice and loud. It's the worst. Answer that I didn't listen to a word of it. I went to the word and I was like, and and I was thankful that I knew the word of God and what it said about my situation was in that. And when I went home and I prayed and spent time with the Lord, all right, and I wasn't begging him, I wasn't the Lord heal me. I asked him, I said, Father, I need to know something. I know it wasn't you. But how'd this get in me? Why am I having to deal with this? And he told me. And see, God told you it was your fault. You did. Most Christians, they got a viewpoint of themselves that will I got a scripture for that one here. Just most, That's how most Christians look at themselves. I, I, I'm doing the Word of God. I couldn't possibly have done anything wrong. When the Lord told me that, I repented. All right? And He, and he said, you know, uh, he, he, he mentioned some things about the ministry. He said, you need to get with it, quit playing around. I didn't realize I was, but looking back, yeah, I was. So I made some changes. He said, within 30 days, it'll be gone. 30 days, I'm gonna heal you. He said, within 30 days, it'll be gone. I went back, uh, or went went to the doctor, went through that process, and at that time, because this was right around Christmas. Right at that time, 30 days later, within that time period, I'd been to the doctors and went through that whole situation, and the reports come back, and there was no cancer in my body. Just, just like the Lord said. Okay. Because I was meditating on the Word, and that's what he's saying here. Go to, um, go to Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55 real quick. I want you to see something here. Isaiah 55, you know, Isaiah 55, let's look at verse 7, it says, Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. See, th- th- those aren't the same people. It's, it said wicked. What is wicked? It's twisted in their thinking, thinking their way rather than God's way. It says, and the unrighteous his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. Verse 8, for my thoughts higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Okay, so what's the Lord t- telling us right here? We need to know his thoughts. All right, cuz his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. But if we're focusing on our thoughts and we're not focusing on hearing his thoughts, we're going to get in trouble. It's going to end it's not going to end in a very good way. All right, go to Proverbs 21. Proverbs 21. And here's that scripture that I was alluding to. Proverbs 21. And verse 2. It says, every, man, every way of a man is right in his own eyes. Think about that. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes. So what's that saying? That means, that, that's saying that you need somebody to instruct you. You need somebody that'll teach you. Somebody that'll correct you. So what's that mean? You have to be teachable. Teachable. You have to be teachable. Because in your own eyes, you're right, and everybody else is wrong. And that's that's predominantly how people think. They're right, everybody else is wrong. And we all have to watch ourselves. We need somebody that, that teaches us. We need somebody that we're submitted to, that we listen to and we counsel with, and we're willing to to get our feet stepped on. But you know, most people they're not willing, they're not willing to get their feet stepped on. As a matter of fact, they just get downright angry with you and threaten you with things if, if, you, if you try to correct them. See, that's not teachable. And that's what, that's what the word's saying here. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes. They're, they're always right. Well, that's a person that's going to have problems. But then let's close here. Let's go to 3 John. 3 John, did you get something today? In 3 John, maybe this scripture will sound a little bit differently to you with the way today has kind of flowed. In verse 2, it says, Beloved, I wish or I pray above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Notice what it doesn't say there. It doesn't say anything about faith, does it? It doesn't say a thing about faith. It says that you would prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. What's your soul? It's how you think. So according to how you think, you'll you'll prosper and you'll be in health. Because see, if your thinking's right, guess what's going to happen to your faith? Your faith's going to work. Right? Your faith's going to work. But if your thinking's wrong, you you can try faith, but it won't work. I've heard people say that over the years. Well, I've tried that faith thing. It doesn't work. That's because your thinking doesn't work. You've got to change how you think first. If you'll change how you think, then your faith will work. Because faith works. But faith only comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. So see, they're all tied together. If you don't hear the voice, and in time in the Word, your thinking's not going to change. and <clears throat> Your faith is not going to work. You know, your mind has to... That's our mind should be re- renewed. And uh, I think I heard Brother Hagan say this one time. He said, renewing your mind is kind of like combing your hair. You comb your hair, or you should be combing your hair every day. So your mind needs to be renewed every day. Every day. Not, just, not once a week, not once a month, not, not two times a year, but every single day. Your mind has to be renewed. So that, what? So that your thinking's right, that you got to check. Otherwise, your mind will be out of control. You'll just be thinking goofy stuff, and you'll always be focusing on why this doesn't work, why that doesn't happen, why why aren't people here, why aren't people why why isn't growing, why isn't well? You see, your thinking's not right. Change how you think, then your faith will start. You can start engaging your faith, and things will start happening for you. You'll start seeing yourself heal. You'll start seeing yourself yourself prosper. You'll start seeing what you're believing actually showing up in your life. Amen. Amen. Well, Father, we just thank you for the Word today. Thank you for the revelation that you've given us. Let's just lift our hands to heaven. Lift your hands to heaven. And let's praise. Let's worship Him, Father. We worship you. We praise you, Father. We worship you. We esteem your Word. We esteem your Word. Worthy. Of your word. Worthy. Worthy. Worthy is the Lord. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your word in the revelation. We receive everything heaven has for us today. We receive this word that you've given us today, the word of God, which is able to save our souls. We thank you, Father. Thank you for clarity. Thank you for healing. Lord, I thank you that that I've preached the word that uh, I believe you've given me. I thank you, Father, that the people have received it. And I thank you for it making a difference in in their life, those that have received it. And are not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise be to God.